When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 11, Chapter Titled... Santa's Little Helpers. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And if you know anything about the girl, she is obsessed with all things Christmas. So, um, this should be a good one. Yeah. We hope. I hope. Um, I don't have any, like, questions for you because it would all be Christmas related and I'm not in the spirit, Tanya. You're never in the spirit. That's not true. Everybody thinks I'm a Grinch. You are. No, I'm not. I just don't think Christmas should be celebrated before Christmas. And then, like, in the week or two leading up to Christmas, oh, I love it. I love it all the time. I listen to the music. I love the movies on. I think it's great. I I like Christmas. I hate gift giving and exchanging. I hate gift exchanging. Yes. Um, I just, I want it to be about this, the holidays and getting together and all that stuff. I don't like that it's all about gifts, but I do like Christmas. I like I like minimal gifts. Like, I like the ones that are really from the heart. I love giving them. Like, when I am, you know, making stuff for people or I'm searching for just the right thing for a person, like, I like that. And I'm not, I'm a very thrifty shopper, so I don't give, like, really expensive things. Um, But for me, even more than getting together and stuff, which is fine, I like... The movies and the music mm. and the Wawa Holiday Blind Coffee. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've been obsessing over whether or not that coffee, because it's already ground, if it's going to turn out okay in like my pour over. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have pour over, you're supposed to grind it yourself because it needs to be a coarse uh-huh. grind. But I'm going to cross my of fingers. Of <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that the... Wawa Holiday Blend will be the exception to the rule because it is my favorite coffee in the whole wide world. And it's the true meaning of Christmas. Even though it just started a couple years ago. No, it's been quite a few years. Okay. Like, uh, for me, it started a couple years ago. But it's been around forever. I just didn't discover the true meaning of Christmas until a couple of years ago. When that, that fateful night when the North Star pointed you to the Wawa and you heard the Christmas music in the background and you said, it's October. I'm going to get myself some coffee. Uh, you know this because last year you ordered it for me on this day. Holiday Blend does not come out until Thanksgiving. <laughs> Which is how I feel like Christmas should work. Yeah. Um, Christmas spirit is all about coffee and Dash and Lily. Which also is like two years ago. So really, what did you do for Christmas before that? I was miserable. Yeah. Just kidding. I've always loved Christmas. But every time I find something new to obsess over that's Christmas related, it just makes Christmas that much richer. And she just drops the old ones. She's just a a Johnny come lately. A Johnny Christmas lately. Mm -hmm. That's me. I'm not ashamed. It makes me happy. Good. I'm glad that it makes you happy. I... Don't like that people get upset with me for it not making me happy. Like, let it good. Be happy. Don't worry about me. Just, 
I feel like you're yucking our yum a no, lot. But I'm not. I don't. You do. So, like, Aubrey and I will start watching the Hallmark Christmas movies, and Alden's just like, it's it's not Christmas yet. No. Here's the thing. You'll start watching the Christmas movies, and you'll be like, why aren't you watching this with us? Like, <laughs> Well, that's... I know why you're not watching it with us. You hate the Hallmark Christmas so movies. So that's where, like, I have to reply. I'm letting you live. Told you 96 that I came to take this biz and I did. That was also Jay-Z. <laughs> um, so what have you been up to lately? Um, I don't know. Not a lot. Working. Yeah. Um, D&Ding. You got to play this week? I got to play this week. D&D is fantastic. I love it. Um, nothing. Man, that's boring. I'm s- I'm sorry. Tanya? Yes. What have you been up to? Um, well, not a whole lot. I, you know, I've been working and whatever, but like sometimes my brain, only once in a while, my brain gets like hyper fixated on something. Oh my God. It's all it does. (laughs) Uh, so this week on my days off, I needed to do a lot of cleaning and stuff. And so I was like... What am I going to listen to while I clean? Fall weather kind of feels like Broadway musical weather to me. And I decided to turn on Town, which I've listened to, and I used to listen to it quite a bit when I worked in office. But for some reason, even though I liked it and I recommended it to people, like I recommended it to Alden at that time, I wasn't like obsessed with it mm-hmm. until this past week. Like, it's all I want to listen to all the time. Like, it's just so amazing. I don't know what it is about it that it just, like, clicked in my brain this week. It's just, it is, I think, the most superior musical that there is. Like- <laughs> let's, let's, let's revisit our conversation last week. Um, so, you liked it. You thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you liked other musicals more, mm-hmm. and now it's the most superior musical in the world. Like, Correct. You you can't just let things <laughs> be good. No. So what happens is, is I will revisit something that maybe I didn't weigh out and um, kind of take apart before. And this time I had the time to really focus on how the songs told the story and how the tones fit and everything. And I also, like, have, like, an ASMR experience with Patrick Page's voice. He's the one who does um, Hades in Hadestown. And he was also in the podcast that I recommended a while back called In Strange Woods. And his voice is such a deep bass that it, like, makes the hair stand up on my arms. But yeah, Hades Town is amazing. And it's coming to D.C. in October. And I'm just like, I wish a miracle could happen and we could just go. Because I want to see it so bad. All right. What else do we do? Uh, we also watch Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 11, Chapter Titled. Santa's Little Helpers. Uh, can you go ahead and blur me up, Tanya? I- I would love to. Bear in mind, uh, everybody, class. Uh, we ju- we found out at about three o'clock this afternoon. Hi, Mr. Turner. We found out at about three o'clock this afternoon that we are kidless this evening. This is our date night now. We had an impromptu impromptu date night, and we're spending it with you guys. We're spending it with you. Uh, so go ahead and blur me up on this beautiful date night. 
Okay. Uh, the blurb for date night is everyone is hit by the holiday spirit, including Alden. I will be. December 11th. <laughs> That's like no time. I, I like the whole month of December. The whole month of December feels like Christmas to me. Okay. Um, anyway, I, I love Thanksgiving and I want Thanksgiving to have its time. Thanks- I think Thanksgiving is stupid. See, like... I don't like turkey. Can we ex- establish the fact that I have been okay with Christmas and telling you that I'm okay with Christmas <laughs> and you're like, he hates Christmas, he's a Grinch. And I'm like, no, I like it. It's just I want it to have its time. And then I'm like, my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. And you're like, I hate Thanksgiving. It's stupid. <laughs> And anybody who likes it is dumb. I didn't say that. Nah, but when but you it's say a it's... terrible holiday based on terrible things. And turkey is gross. Christmas is also a terrible holiday built on terrible things. Uh, not really. So, anyway. Should we go into the actual roots of Christmas since this is a Christmas episode? No. Okay. No. Well, just know it's not what we think it is. Everybody well, knows that. Yeah, everybody knows that. So, anyway. Um... This episode was directed by Lynn McCracken, not, what's his name, McCracken? <laughs> I was just about to say, wait, what was his Holy name? Holy shit. Oh my gosh, we're so old. Yeah. Not Bart McCracken. <laughs> it's not Bart McCracken. It's definitely, definitely not Bart McCracken. I want to say director. Craig Craig McCracken, but that's the guy who wrote this Powerpuff is, Girls. I Okay, so this is just a different McCracken. Yeah. Um, it was written by Patty Carr and Laura Reynolds. Welcome back, Patty and Laura. Um, classroom or not, Tanya? Do. We are not in the classroom. Where We're are at we? Chucky's. Yeah, the common area, whatever. The student Union. Student Union. Yep. SU uh, Steven Universe. Oh, I love Steven Universe. Uh, right, it's right, a right. superior cartoon. All right, where, where, why are we in the Student Union? Um, because I guess. Everybody's gathering right before they're supposed to leave for Christmas break. Feeney is super excited. Singing. He's decorating Chucky's. He's got a little Christmas tree. He puts it on a table and Jack and uh, Rachel come in. I almost said Angela. Oops. Jack and Rachel come in and they're like, what are you doing, Mr. Feeney? And, he's and like, Jack's well, like, what's the shrub? Oh, yeah. And I was like, Tanya's going to be so happy about the word shrub. Yeah, because I'm a shrubber. Yeah. At work. Mm-hmm. Um. So Jack is like, you know, what are you doing? And Mr. Feeney's like, well, my favorite part of being a high school principal, his favorite part, it was decorating for Christmas and organizing all the festivities. And as he's saying this, the janitor walks by, picks up the shrub and tosses it in the garbage. Feeney's upset. And the janitor is like, well, you know what? It's university policy. Uh... Happy non-denominational holidays. You had a really hard time with that. You say it. Denominational? Well, aren't you fancy? I've said non-denominational my entire yeah, life. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, but, what yeah. What kind of church do you go to, Tanya? Non-denominational. Been saying it. It was like my first word. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> this is a very... Uh, um, combative episode i feel like how is that combative just the way like we're back and forth oh anyway what a date night uh so it's a war on christmas it's a war on christmas this was a war on christmas before it was war on christmas Mm -hmm. 
This is Feeny, like, reacting to, like, <gasps> they're taking Christmas away from the university. And as that happens... Um, Boycott Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks with the non-denominational cups. <laughs> Eric breaks into the the, <laughs> the back door, but he's dressed as Santa, and he's like, ho, 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 Merry Christmas! Just kidding, guys, it's me, it's Eric. Duh. He tells them that he has signed up to be uh, uh, a Santa for the department store for $12 an hour to mm-hmm. sit on his butt all day. And he's like, ha, Feeney, just like you. And Feeney's like, oh, $12 in my dreams. Wild. Mm-hmm. He's a professor at a college. Now, I, I know that, like, public school teachers don't get paid a lot, but professors do get paid a good bit. Yeah, he's embellishing. He's joking. Um, so, uh, Eric is like, ooh, I've got gifts for you guys. And he starts pulling stuff out of his, like, Santa bag. And he's like, and for you, Rachel, you're Mrs. Claus. And he gives her a Santa hat. And he's like, and for you, you're an elf. And gives an elf hat to Jack. And he, he, I mean, he says elf boy, like, immediately belittles Jack. And Mm -hmm. Jack is like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And Rachel's excited. She's like, oh, I thought I was going to have to spend Christmas depressed because of my ex-boyfriend. And it's like, all right, you keep bringing that up now. It's probably time to let it go. Didn't she leave him? She did. Yes, but it was a very, like, tumultuous thing. Right. And it's only been a few months. It was at the start of the school year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's still going to be upset about it. Yeah. And it's her first big holiday without him. Yeah. She thought she was going to be alone for Christmas, but uh, in fact, she's going to spend it as Mrs. Claus. And she's yeah. very excited. And Jack is like, I'm not going to be an elf. And Rachel is like, come on, Jack, you look so cute in this. So Jack kind of gives in. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, Jack was supposed to go to the Bahamas mm-hmm. with his family um but that was canceled though so. well he did he the something happened with the plane so he couldn't make it to the bahamas in time so his whole trip got canceled because he couldn't make the flight right and uh so finally jack is like all right fine and and eric goes okay great and you're gonna make five dollars an hour for doing it and jack goes five dollars an hour uh i thought you said 12 and eric goes yeah i'm santa you're elf boy read your bible <laughs> And uh, as they're walking out, Corey mm-hmm. and Sean are walking in and Corey's talking to Sean about the fact that his father is missing again and he should definitely spend Christmas with them. And Sean's just like, I'm tired of being a third wheel. I'm always the third wheel. I've been the third wheel for forever. And Corey's like, yeah, we're like a tricycle. Um, what do you get if you take the third wheel off the tricycle? And Sean's like, a bicycle. <laughs> That's a good joke. It and, was. Uh, then it cuts over to Angela and Topanga. And Angela's like, are you sure you shouldn't check with Corey before you invite me to his family's Christmas? Which, yes, probably you should. But we have we know Topanga and Christmas traditions. And Topanga's like, well, we're we're engaged now. His family's like my family. I can decide. Which I'm sure the answer would have been yes, but probably yes, bringing that up to Pango. Yeah, but like if one of our kids all of a sudden was like, hey, this person's here with me right now. They didn't have a place to go for Christmas. It wouldn't bother us. Yes, it wouldn't bother us. But what if 
one of our kids brought someone and said that. And then that person was like, oh, also I brought this friend. Like, And then those people were exes. But, yes. But we'd be like, that's fine. But it's kind of weird that you guys didn't bring this up at all. True. Like, we didn't plan for this extra person. Right. Um. Anyway, and it, it, yeah, it would just be presumptuous, but it's fine. Like, it's whatever. They decide that they're not going to talk about it. No, Topanga goes over and tells Corey, hey, just so you know, I'm bringing Angela. And Corey's like, ooh, that's bad. I'm bringing Sean. And then they're, like, upset with each other. And, and they're like, well, well, why are, like, why are you upset about this? And um, basically, Corey's like, I know something about Angela. And Topanga's like, I know something about Sean. And then they're both like, well, what do you guys, like, what do you know? And then they count one, two, three, and Corey screams. Mm -hmm. Angela's still in love with Sean. Screams it in the middle of Chucky's. Yeah. But no one reacts. Topanga doesn't say anything. Right. Topanga doesn't say anything. And Corey's like, I hate it when you do that. And... um, so he gets her to tell him that, that Sean is also in love with Angela. Uh, they agree that, no, Topanga says they can't talk to them. They can't mm-hmm. tell them this. Uh, they need to let them figure this out on their own. And Corey's like, no, I've got a plan. Let's just tell them. And um, Topanga's like, no, we need to let this happen in their, at their own timetable. And uh, Chris... Uh, Corey is like, it's Christmas, it's it's our house, it's they're gonna be there together, they still love each other. You know what? This is this is out of my hands. And Topanga goes, So that means you won't say anything? And Corey goes, It's too early to tell. At least he's kinda honest. This was a funny little scene. Like it was vintage Corey, like mm-hmm. he was able to kind of like boom, 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 riff. They were bouncing back and forth off yeah. each other. I like it when Corey is written like this. Yeah, me and too. And I realized that he hasn't been. Right. Um, anyway. The other McCracken directed it pretty well too. Yeah. So we go back to we or we go to the Matthews living room. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. Like there's tons of people in this house at this point. Um, Corey, Angela and Topanga come in. Sean and Corey are already there. They're kind of both like Sean and Angela are like, "What are you like? What are you doing here? Well, what are you doing here?" And um, Alan is like, I'll get the sleeping bags. Um, so they go up to each other. Uh, uh, no, Sean turns to Corey and says, I'm going to kill you. And Corey was like, what? I didn't know that Topanga was inviting Angela. And, and Topanga didn't know that I was inviting you. Which is the dumbest thing Corey's ever said. Because I'm pretty sure Sean has spent like every Christmas with them for as long as they can remember. And Topanga knows that. Yes. It was just an innocent mix up. Yeah. And and they all like come together and uh, Corey starts getting weird about it immediately. And it's just like, we're just friends who secretly and Topanga like elbows him. And he's like, love hanging out together. And... And he says something else, and she elbows him again, and he's like, why do you keep hitting me? Um, and then we go to the apartment store. Yes. Um, Eric is sitting on his little, like, red throne, and he's playing, like, a handheld video game. Um, while Rachel and Jack are next to it, kind of watching, like, the kids come in and everything. Um, and 
Eric just keeps yelling, like, die, 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 die. And a little, a kid comes up and Rachel's like, hey, uh, Eric, you want to put that down? He's like, one more minute. And he's like, die, die, die. And Rachel's like, there is a kid who needs to talk to you, Santa. And Eric and Jack start arguing about it. And Rachel says, if I wanted to hear people argue, I would have spent the Christmas with my ex-boyfriend. Um, and then, yeah, he so he picks the kid up on his lap. Right. Um, and the kid, he's like, okay, well, what do you want for Christmas? And the kid is just like, uh, I just need the picture. I'm going to send it to my grandma and then she'll send me a check. And Eric's just like, tell her you never got the check and she'll send another one. And the kid's like, oh yeah, awesome Santa. And they high five. And Eric's like, oh, like I made that kid happy. And then they go take a picture and the little kid goes, oh, hey there, Mrs. Claus. And then he gets down and Rachel's turned around and he pinches her butt and walks away. And it's just like, oh, 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 It was gross. It was gross. And I realized how prevalent that was in the 90s and All 80s. and the time. It was like, oh, look at that little boy grabbing that little or that older woman. Mm-hmm. I, we don't see that anymore, I don't think. And that, Not which is often. Which is great. I didn't realize. Like, that's... That absolutely affects children. Do you remember in Home Improvement mm-hmm. how the boys yeah. acted about Heidi? Yeah. Like, they would talk about her boobs yeah. and, and her, like, shorts and everything. And they were kids. Right. And that was normalized and, in every single show. And laughed about. Yeah. Like, it's... I didn't even, it didn't even hit me until I saw that happen. And I was like, holy shit, like, that's so bad for kids. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so bad for little boys to see that that's funny. Right. And it's so bad for little girls to see, you just take that. Right. Well, and the age difference, too. There's a whole movie. There's Blank Check where, (laughs) like, we watched it and it was like, oh, my gosh, they kiss each other. Mm -hmm. Like, a real, like, grown-up kiss but when we're kids we're just like when we were kids in the 90s it was just like look at that that's funny yeah he's in love with her and she's she's gonna kiss him and and i think like we knew that these are just like adults humoring the kids like Mm -hmm. we knew she wasn't actually in love with him but as a kid we thought it was sweet that an adult would humor a kid by kissing them like that yeah oh my gosh it's terrible yes like oh my gosh (laughs) Anyway, yeah, it was pretty normal, and I think that that this little, like, split second is so small in comparison to so many other, like, shows and movies that were doing it at the time, but to see it now is, like, jarring. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, the manager comes over, and it's just like, oh, guys, we got a whole busload of kids from St. Mary's. The orphans, you know what that means. And they're like, oh, and he goes, yeah, they don't have any money. So get them out of here. Which is so fucked up and American. Um, So they're like, let's let's give these kids a good time. Let's make sure they're happy. Like, let's give them some attention. Mm-hmm. And so this little girl comes up and she sits on Santa's lap and Santa's like, okay, well, what do you want? And and her name's Lucy, I think. And she says, it doesn't matter. I never get what I want anyway. And she looks over at his game and she's just like, is that Susie shops a lot? And he's like, yeah, it is. 
And um, he was like, is that what you want for Christmas? And she's like, I, it doesn't matter. I never get what I ask for San- like from Santa. And Eric like picks his game up without even like blinking. He just mm-hmm. picks it up, hands it to her, and is like, you do this year. And she's so happy. And it's so amazing. And Eric is so, feels so good. So as she's sitting on his lap, though, Rachel comes around with the Polaroid camera, snaps the picture, it's adorable, keeps the picture. Yeah, I saw that too. Why are they keeping the pictures? I thought the pictures go to the kid. Maybe maybe they go to the kid's parents. It's because they're poor. Yeah, no, they go to the kid's parents and they didn't have parents, so that she <laughs> just kept so them. so sad. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Eric gets so overwhelmed with happiness for for taking care of this little girl and he's like jack take my dad's credit card go buy presents for all the kids and jack goes and it was this super sweet too i'll use that money that i was supposed to use for my my where was it bahamas bahamas trip and i'm gonna spend all of that on these kids this is this will make me way happier than any trip ever has and he does, sweet. and, and he... they fill up the bag with toys. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you see all these kids like sitting on Eric's lap, and he's giving them all kinds of things that they wanted, and everyone's super duper happy. Um, and then he runs out of toys, and they get to the one last little girl, and he gives her the bag, and she's so thrilled with the bag, and she walks away, and he's just like, "We I, that." She even loved the bag. Like, we have to keep this going. And Jack is like, I'm out of money. Like, I spent all of it. Um, And Eric's like, well, we just, we have to get creative. And Rachel's like, I don't know if I want to know what that means. No, Rachel says, how? Yeah. And Jack goes, oh, I wish you hadn't asked him that. And it cuts to the the Matthews living room. Sorry, I flipped the pages. We cut to the Matthews living room where Eric is using one of those like grabber things, mm-hmm. the plastic grabber toys to pick up the gifts from under the tree and put them in his bag. And he's like putting stockings from the mantle in his bag. And Mr. Feeney comes in and his arms are full of like wrapped fruitcake. And Eric's like, that's a lot of fruitcake, Mr. Feeney. And Feeney's, Mr. Feeney's like, like, we're on Christmas. Yeah, he's like, we're on Christmas. He's like, I, I, I wasn't allowed to give gifts to my faculty this year. He said, it's apparently the only tradition allowed at Pembroke is to get out of town as soon as you can. Um, and Eric's like, oh, well, you can offload those here and like opens his Santa bag and Mr. Feeney just pours them all in. And Eric's just like, oh, that really was all just fruitcake, wasn't it? And Mr. Feeney says, that's okay. I still have my tradition. I'm going to put up the wise Santa ornament. And he turns and Jack has just put it on the tree. And Jack is like, oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Feeney. And Feeney goes, it's okay. I'll just find a suitable replacement like this. Red ball. <laughs> um, I think I think it needs to be pointed out that no one else is decorating this tree at this moment. Yeah. Eric, Jack, and Rachel stopped by to steal Christmas presents. Uh-huh. Why is Jack hanging Christmas ornaments on the tree? He saw a tree that needed ornaments, and he was like, I want to do this. Or he knew what Feeney wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like... I'm going to do this because Feeney just got here. Let me make sure that he doesn't get to do this. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, so Eric starts to corral his friends and he's like, all right, we got to go. And um, Amy and Alan are like, wait, it's Christmas Eve. Where are you going? And he's just like, we got to go be Santa. Yeah, they're upset that he wants to go take care of kids. Yeah, but they don't know what he's doing. They also would be upset if they knew what he was doing. Oh, he, yeah, I, I've assumed that they knew, because he said I have to go be Santa for these kids or something. Mm. So I, I, but I also assume they did not know he was stealing gifts. Right. But, um, like, if one of our kids was like, I can't do anything tonight, we need to go take care of uh, orphans. Like, I'd be like, yes. But see, here's the thing. I'd be like, I'm coming with you. Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> Um, they're just like, okay, have fun. I hope you do well. Yeah. I would be like, wait, what do they need? What can we do to help? Do you want my toaster oven? <laughs> anyway. Um, so Corey and, and, and the gang mm-hmm. come in at the same time that, that Eric and the gang are leaving and they're just like super awkward. Angela and Sean are being weird. And Topanga's like, look, you need to let this go. Let them figure this out. And Corey's like, well, how was I supposed to know it was couples skate night? Um, so Topanga ha- it continues to tell Corey to stay out of it. And Corey's like, um, hold on. When you and I broke up, Sean was adamant that we get back together. And he did everything that he could to get us back together, including, I guess, murder. Because of the Scream episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why is it not okay for me to do that with him? What he doesn't point out is the fact that Sean did all of those things and only tore the group further apart, mm-hmm. which they should have learned from that situation. And then learned his lesson. Yeah. But, whatever, he's right. Sean did do that, so I guess turnabout's fair play. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Topanga's like, you have to leave them alone. And Corey's like, fine, I will. And then immediately, Alan walks in and says, who wants to string popcorn? And Corey screams, Angela and Sean do! And gives them the popcorn bowl so they can string popcorn together. So they're sitting on the couch, and Angela's like, hey, so I'm not sorry that we're spending Christmas together. And Sean's like, I'm not either. And, um... Then they start, the adults start talking about how they're going to light the Christmas tree, even though they're just now stringing popcorn. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah. Everybody, who wants to string popcorn? Uh, Stop. (laughs) Yeah. Who wants to string popcorn for the Christmas tree? Like, to wrap around it. But let's light it. Let's light it. It's done. (laughs) You put two pieces of popcorn on a string. It's a 22 minute. Fuck the popcorn. (laughs) That's my favorite NWA song. Um So Corey's like, oh, Sean, Angela, you should stand up there. Oh, up further, like on the step. Right under the mistletoe. And he's like, oh, oh, mistletoe. And Sean and Angela are like, what is wrong with him? He thinks Christmas is going to be like the reason we get back together. And then the lights go out and the Christmas lights come on. And Angela's just like, Oh, I love Christmas. And then starts making out with Sean. Yep. And Corey looks on um, proudly. Yep. But we cut back to the Matthews living room later. Lights are back on. Lights are back on. Um, Corey's super excited. Goes over to Sean and he's like, you kissed Angela. And Sean is like, leave it alone. It doesn't mean anything. We're not in love. She's not still into me. 
Um, oh, yeah, and they're back to putting ornaments on the tree. Yeah. Again. <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. Um, I mean, they didn't have, maybe they didn't have many props ready. They weren't ready for the Christmas episode. Um, they should have had them, like, making cookies or hot chocolate or something in the kitchen for this conversation. Maybe, but. Anyway, so Sean says, like, let this go. Please stop doing this. And Corey's just like, Angela's still in love with you. And you wrote that poem, like, uh, you wrote that poem. Because you're still in love with because her. Because you're still in love with her. And Corey points out when that poem was written. And Sean's just like, basically like, what the fuck, Topanga? Because now he knows that Topanga spilled the beans. Yeah. And Corey's like, oh, no, please don't take me to Topanga. And Sean turns him around and takes him to Topanga. And... Sean is like, Corey needs to tell you what he told me. And Topanga's like, oh my god, Corey. And Corey tells Angela that Sean is still in love with her. And that he knows that Topanga told her that Sean was still in love with her. And uh, Angela's like, nope. Topanga didn't tell me that. Because um, Topanga's a real friend. And But Angela goes, listen, uh, this isn't about them. Somebody needs to start talking. I think it needs to be you and me, Sean. And grab Sean and they walk out. And Corey is like, ah, is it just me or did they look angry? And he turns around and looks at Topanga and he goes, ooh, yeah, just like that. <laughs> and at that moment, Amy walks in the room and goes, has anybody seen the toaster oven? <laughs> <laughs> so now we go back can, to the department store. Can you imagine, though, if we walked in our our kitchen and we were just like, hey, where's the microwave? Like, it would be nuts. I would be pissed. I just bought that microwave. But, like, she has no idea. She just knows. <laughs> and she's pregnant, so she already has those hormones. She probably feels completely insane. Yeah, she's like, how did I misplace the microwave? Like, where could this possibly have gone? It Did <laughs> did it get put under a counter? Like, it... Oh, my gosh, it's so messed up. Yeah. Anyway, so it we immediately cut to the department store where Eric has a little girl on his lap and he's like, easy bake ovens are for chumps. What you really need is the good stuff. Here's a toaster oven. Which is a good point because you know what you can do with a toaster oven. Oh, it's way better. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically the same thing as an easy bake oven, only it gets hotter. So you can bake like real cakes and stuff and in it. big cakes. I've always kind of wanted a toaster oven, but... We don't need one, and it takes up so much space. Yeah, we. If some, if I walked into our kitchen and I was like, "Who took our toaster oven?" I'd be like, "Oh, thank God, we have room," because we don't have any room in our kitchen. Yeah. I hate it so much; it makes me so upset. And Tanya's like, "We can't get rid of anything," and it drives me crazy. Anyway, are you okay? It just bothers me. It's the one room that I wish we could get rid of stuff in the most, and it's the one room I'm not allowed to get rid of anything well, in. Well, it's the one room where we use, like, everything in it. I know. I get it. But it's still, like, we have no counter space. Yeah. That's not uncommon, though. Still like, drives me crazy. I understand. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what's going on now? Um, Toaster oven. Eric. Santa. Yeah. So he's basically given away everything in the bag at this point. Mm -hmm. Everyone is just like on that Christmas high. They're so happy they were able to do everything. All the kids are gone. So everyone got something. And um, they're just talking about <laughs> how wonderful it was. I'm thinking about the next thing. Um, the little boy walks up and he's got the the, Chris, or the fire truck. Mm -hmm. 
and he goes to sit on Eric's lap, and it's the little boy from the day before. Mm-hmm. Or it's a little boy from the day before, mm-hmm. and Eric picks him up and puts him on his lap, and he goes, "Hey, you look familiar. Are you in my psych class?" <laughs> And the kid is like, no, I was here yesterday. You gave me this fire truck. And Eric is like, is something wrong with it? And the kid is like, no, it's what I wanted. But that was before I thought you could be Santa or before I thought you. He says that I, was before I, I thought you could be Santa. Yeah, he said I didn't, I didn't believe you were Santa. And now that I know that you're really Santa, I wanted to know if I could give this back and ask for something else. And just before this little boy walked up, Eric said, I want to make sure every little boy or every little kid in the world gets what they want. I'm putting that on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. I'll give every kid what they want. And so Eric is like, yeah, you whatever you want. And the boy says, the little boy says, like, all of my friends came back with exactly what they wanted. So I really do believe that you're Santa. All I want is parents for Christmas. Yeah. And everyone just like stares off in the distance. My heart shatters and like falls out of my body because it's so sad. So now we go back to Chucky's. It's dark. Uh, Eric, not Eric. Sean and Angela are Our, walk, yeah. walking in the back door. They have to, like, get the janitor to open it for them. It's the regular door. Oh, whatever. They're, they walk in. No one's there. It's dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the janitor says, like, oh, I thought everybody had left for the holidays. And they're like, oh, well, thanks for letting us in. And he just, like, leaves them alone mm-hmm. in the student union. And they sit there and they talk. And Angela's like, look, why can't we talk to each other? And Sean is like, because we're not sure... Or we want to, you know, we want to make sure we're sure of what we want. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, I'm sure, Sean. I love you. And Sean starts to talk about how he thought that taking a break from each other would be really good. He thought he wanted to be free, but the whole time all he could do is think about her and he doesn't know what to do with that. Like, he's so confused. And she's like, you take that and you turn it into being in love with someone like that is what that is like don't you want that and sean is like i don't know what i want like i i have no idea i know i like i want to be around you i want to be with you but i don't know what i want i'm very confused and angela's like i can't do this anymore I put my heart on my sleeve. I put myself out there. I told you how I felt and you never can reciprocate. You can never express how you're feeling and I'm done. We're done. Yeah. And she turns around and walks out. And now we go outside in the cold. Eric's sitting on a park bench. We had a cool shot from overhead of Eric sitting there in the snow. That was God looking down on him. Oh, God. Slash Lynn McCracken, the director. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and Eric is just he's super devastated. upset. Yeah. And he starts praying. And you're just going to have to do this part because, like, I can't get through this scene without crying. <laughs> and Eric is like, he's reciting to himself, like, oh, the happiness of the world is my responsibility. I need to do all this myself. What an idiot. And then he looks up at the sky and he's like, what am I supposed to do? Why would you send that little boy to me? Why doesn't that nice little boy have parents? 
why did you send that boy to me? Why? And then he goes, like he stops for a minute and he says, why do I only come to you when I need something? Um, you really shouldn't have to do any, everything. You know what? I'm going to take care of this, which was a beautiful moment. I think like it really was. We see so much Christmas stuff where it's like, where's the magic? Mm -hmm. And this was Eric going, fuck that. I'm the magic. I'm going to make this happen. And that was such a good moment. Like I, that gave me chills Mm -hmm. um, because it was beautiful. Like I wish, I don't know. It was so good. I am so glad you feel that way. Um, he goes, I can't be responsible for everyone, but I can be responsible for the happiness of one little boy. And he walks out and we cut back to the, the Matthews living room. Um, and Corey is talking to Topanga and he's like, why? They left so long ago. What's taking them so long? How long could it possibly take to say, I love you. You love me. Let's go. Thank Corey. How far away from the Matthews house is Pembroke? I don't know. Because it would seem like it's around the corner. It seems like that, doesn't it? They just, like, they live in Philadelphia, and the major university in the area is just, like, a hop, skip, and a jump away, and they just go back and forth from it all the time. Yeah. Um, so, it, Corey's like, you know, why aren't they back yet? And then at the same time, um, Morgan is sitting there and is like, do we really have to wait for Eric to open all the gifts? Like. Can't we start now? And Amy's like, you know what? Yeah, we. this is ridiculous. Everyone can open one gift now. And Morgan goes to open her gift, and she's like, there's nothing in here. It's just a note that says, I don't remember, and like, I owe you something. And mm-hmm. then Alan opens his, and he's like, this is just a note that says, I owe you um, a drill, a drill, a 75-bit drill. And... They're like, what is going on? And Eric walks into the room at that point. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Eric's yeah. not in the room yet. No. Rachel because... and Jack are there now. Yeah. Feeny opens his, and his note says, <laughs> yeah. Don't, uh, uh, um, oh, he also gave away my breast pump. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this one's for you, and passes it to Amy. And that's, so Rachel and Jack are standing behind everybody, and they're just like, ooh. So here's the deal. Eric got really into the Christmas spirit. He's just wanted to give everything away. And haven't you ever gotten so into the Christmas spirit that you wanted to steal? (laughs) At that moment, Eric opens the door, and he's just like, you know, hey, everyone. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. And he, like, Pulls Tommy out from behind him. He's like, come in, Tommy. Everybody, this is Tommy. And they're like, what is happening? And Alan goes, hi, Tommy. Do you have my 75-bit drill? (laughs) He doesn't say it, like, maliciously. No, but... Like, his nose does not flare the way yours just did saying that. My nose flares all the time. When you're angry. You're so mad about Alan's stolen drill. Well, no, I, I'm I'm mad that Alan at this point hasn't gone like, oh, this is a kind of a sweet thing that Eric has tried to do. Yeah, Although, but it was funny. Although, Alan hasn't gotten the credit card bill yet. I'm pretty sure it wasn't ever put on his credit card. Jack spent the money. Mm, okay. Um, 
Not that it matters, because at this point, they could have just lumped that credit card bill in with the fact that he stole everyone's presents and gave it all to kids. Yeah, and but Eric is like, this is this is Tommy. He doesn't, you know, he's he doesn't have parents, so I told him he could spend Christmas with us so he can have some time that he wants. Um, and I'm going to spend every weekend with him, too. I'm going to be like his big brother. And... She, he's just like, hey, can everybody welcome him in. And Morgan immediately is like, hey, Tommy, want some gingerbread cookies? And reaches out to give him a cookie. Yeah, and Corey tells Tommy, like, Eric's a really good big brother. Mm-hmm. It's a really good thing. Um, and everyone is getting along and doing great. Um, and then we go to the post credit scene. Yeah, the post credit scene, Tanya. I'm just putting it in terms that you can understand. I can't believe you 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 finally gave in. I'm dumbing it down for you. 123 episodes. Um, I almost quoted another Jay Z line. <laughs> anyway, so Mr. Feeney's reading the Christmas Carol as we've seen is tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reads the Christmas Carol to everyone in the Matthews family every Christmas. Which is, it's not, it's not a short book. No. Like, it's a large novel. Oh, it's huge. It's, like, a really, like, it would take him at least eight hours to read it from cover to cover out loud for everybody to hear. Yeah, explain what's going on in the scene. I'm looking up how long the Christmas Carol is on Audible. <laughs> Watch it be, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Feeny is reading Christmas Carol. Everyone's in, um, into listening to it. He's reading about, um... Uh, I always want to say Marley and Marley. <laughs> Marley and Marley. Anyway, so he's reading. Um, Eric is with uh, Eric and Morgan and Tommy are all together. And it's a really heartfelt moment. And as Feeney is reading, Angela and Sean come in sad. And then that's it. That's the episode. Oh, and Corey's like looking at them like, oh, no. Uh, it really depends. I, I can't find, like, the real Christmas Carol. The unabridged? Yeah, everything is, like, read by some celebrity, and it's an abridged version. Um, How long is it? Oh, here an- we go. Christmas Carol, unabridged. Why didn't I just search for that? I don't know. Um, and that's the one that won't load. Uh, no, come on. This says two hours and 52 minutes, which is not that it's long. It's possible. Maybe there's really big pictures in the classic book. Maybe. Um, but anyway. But two hours for him to sit there reading to a whole thing? Three hours. Two hours and 52 minutes for him to sit there reading. But he's a teacher. He can do it. Yeah, but everybody else is sitting there listening. Well, every other year we've seen this happen, which I think is just once. Oh, yeah. Everybody Everyone fell asleep. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyway, Tanya, how'd you feel about this episode? I think I've talked about this, uh, since the very beginning of us starting this podcast. This is... 100% 100% my favorite episode of the series. It mm. always has been. It always will be. Um, I think it showcases who Eric is as a person mm-hmm. um, and his like gigantic heart. And Rachel and Jack are just so sweet and fun in this episode, too. I don't really care about the other plot. Right. Um, I don't ever even remember what the other plot is, and this is my favorite episode. It's all about Eric for me. Yeah. Um, it's the beginning of Eric and Tommy. Um, AAE, all about Eric. 
Um, and that moment when he's at the bench, I remember uh, probably four years ago, I was sitting on my bed and I was watching Christmas shows with Aubrey. Like we had just picked a whole list of shows that we wanted to watch that were like the Christmas episodes. And that episode was on the list and we're sitting there watching it. And Aubrey is like dying laughing at me because I'm just full on red face, blubbering, sobbing. And I can't like, I can't not. It's so good. And I think the way that I was raised and the way that you were raised, but I, I think I felt this way more than you. Those moments of desperation. You feel everything more than me. That is true. I feel <laughs> things very, very strongly. Um but those moments of desperation as like a young person who, you know, maybe doesn't pray all the time and stuff. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to pray. And I don't understand why I only come to you when I feel so desperate. But here I am. And the way that he turns it around and he's like, you know what? You shouldn't have to do everything. I can do something is so brilliant yeah it's the best episode of the series oh, oh here come the tears come on and that's how I felt about the episode come on what about the rest of it that's all it is uh yeah no i i think this is an, uh, an amazing episode um it it really is i i remember this episode right but i don't think like I don't know. Boy Meets World isn't a show that I've watched with a critical eye before. Um, I, like, I've just watched it to enjoy it a million times. But watching Eric and, and knowing Eric the way that I know him now, right? Watching him turn that around and say a thing that I don't think had ever really been said in a Christmas episode. Like, mm-hmm. where there were Christmas episodes of everything. Mm-hmm. But... This so much encapsulates the way that I I wish kind of um, society or or religious people handled things where it was like, this beautiful moment is mine, and I'm going to do what I can with it. Mm -hmm. I'm not waiting for something to happen. I am going to do this Mm -hmm. because I am capable. And it was such a beautiful moment. Like... I can't even begin to tell you that I think this is my favorite moment in Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Um, leading up to this, I wouldn't have expected that. Um, I've seen this happen a million times, and I knew what was going to happen, but really watching it play out and really watching it um, and, and thinking about it in that context of, like, who else has done this? Like, one of my favorite Christmas episodes of anything is this first scrub. First Scrubs Christmas episode. Oh, yeah, it's so it's good. It's beautiful. But even in that moment... It's about a miracle. It's about a miracle happening. Like, I just knew that this woman was here giving birth. I just knew it. I was led here. This is Eric saying, fuck this. Things don't just happen. I'm going to make this happen. Because I am capable of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it was good. It was so good. I'm so glad that that is how you felt about that moment because it has always hit me oh. so strong. Oh. Stop. <laughs> Here come the tears. Shut 
up. <laughs> it's always hit me so strong. I don't know where Aubrey gets it from. <laughs> um, Crying in this household is a nightmare. <laughs> Tell me about and it. And I do it so much. I do it so rarely. And, and when I do, everyone comes around me like the house is on fire. Well, and there are mo- like... Our children have seen Alden cry like twice, uh-huh. and both times you see Caden, who is the oldest, kind of hover over Alden like he's going to like pat him on the shoulder or hug him or something, because that is Caden's like go-to. Like He comforts people when they're upset, and then he just like stops himself. Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not condoning this i don't cry like i wish i cried more it's not a macho thing it's a like he wishes that his body produced tears (laughs) yeah yeah it's a dehydrated thing well i'm like a logical person so i immediately start thinking everything through which sometimes numbs that Mm -hmm. it also numbs excitement Mm -hmm. Uh, like i think things through and about how things are playing out and why they're playing out this way but on in those moments where just like I'm overcome with emotion and I can't handle it and I can't logically think through it and I just I cry <laughs> the whole house <laughs> it's crazy how worried everybody gets I, but when Tanya I, well, does it I have just like sat at the table while he cries like I'll like pat his hand I'm like is there anything I can do for you like I have no idea what to do but I cry all the time like yeah. it's it's constant like I like ball happy tears and I cry like you know I'm overwhelmed with emotion over a TV show or a movie all the time like music makes me ball my eyes out so everyone knows what to do because it happens every five minutes yeah um but anyway, enough about us. I, I think the Corey, Topanga, Sean, Angela story was also good. Um, I Corey was Corey. Corey mm-hmm. is what we expect out of Corey. What I, I realized this episode is different about Corey is he was still written funny and witty mm-hmm. and, and not just whiny and complaining. Mm-hmm. So that's Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. right? Like we've always had Corey not learning his lessons and going through this craziness. And I didn't realize that that this is why it feels different the last season and a half. Right. Because it's not paired with that, like, boom, 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 yeah, witty like banter. Yeah, like his banter, yeah. It's, 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 he is at his best when he is going back and forth with somebody like that Gilmore Girls style writing where it's like that, that, uh-huh. that, 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 that. Like, there's no room for a break in between and it's just constant comedic timing. Right. Um. And I, we, so we need that. Um, it almost makes his his neuroses more forgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's it wasn't bad to watch Sean and Angela react the way they did because I feel like that's the way teenagers handled things. And Sean hasn't dealt with with love in his life. Yeah, and he's wrestling with these emotions. And and Angela can't handle that which is fair for her mm-hmm. it's it's okay for her to be upset about this and it's okay for sean not to be able to handle it like they're not in that moment right now and right. that's fine maybe they're meant to be together but right this second they can't do it right because it's- angela needs more attention and sean needs to figure out what love is right it's really funny because watching that part in the student union in chucky's my first like snap judgment of it is like 
why is he acting like this now? Mm-hmm. Like, he's made it very clear he loves her. Why is he acting like he's not sure if he does now? And I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, I know exactly what is what he's going yeah. through. Like, yeah, that you do. confusion. And like, like, I knew I was in love with you before right. I told you. I was just lucky that you were patient with me. Right. Because there is a confusion where it's like, am I making a bad choice? And Sean has been burned over and over and over again by people who were supposed to love him. So, and and I wrestled with with my feelings, not with my feelings, but Mm -hmm. with whether or not like it was something that I should allow myself to feel right Mm -hmm. for for a hundred different reasons that we don't need to get into. But like, I knew that I was in love with you. Uh, We were in our thirties. Yeah. Sean is 18. Yeah. And he's never had a stable uh, uh, love in his life. Right. Even his best friend who's been there by his side his entire life has been toxic. Yeah. Um, so it it's completely okay with me mm-hmm. that he is reacting this way. But it's also completely okay for Angela to say, not for me. I need to, to do what's best for me. Yeah. I'm so, really glad that you were speaking to that because, like, my brain was only on in the Eric situation, but it was a really healthy thing to see both of them yeah. being honest with each other, whether it made the person happy or comfortable or not. Like, yeah. that honesty didn't make things work out. It would have been so much easier for Sean to just say what he knew Angela wanted him to hear. And that's a very common response in a lot of relationships. And Sean was smart to be honest, and Angela was smart to be honest, just because it didn't work out the way that Corey wanted it to or that Angela wanted it to doesn't mean it wasn't a really good thing that they were able to talk these things through with each other. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Corey and Topanga were kind of accessories in it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's because of them that the Sean and Angela stuff progressed, mm-hmm. but... Um, it was fine. I was, it, I thought it was an amazing episode. Good. Um, our dog though is snoring. So anyway, I think that's, that's going to do it for us. Yeah. Uh, we got to get on with our date night, mm-hmm. um, while our dog is snoring. Tune um, in next week to find out how we felt about the new Candyman movie. Yeah. Cause that's what we're watching for date night. Romantic. Yep. Romantic Aww. and spooky. My hero. Candyman is your hero? No, you're my hero. Aw, thanks. Um, anyway, Tanya? Yes. Where can people find us? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can uh, email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group. Um, just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar on Facebook and you'll get approved and you'll be able to chat with us. Um, it's really fun. Yep. And if you see someone named Jesse in there... Acting like I am wonderful. That is my coworker. She's just started listening to the show, and I'm going to have to hear about it a lot every week. Until she's tired of hearing our voices. Which will probably be like this week. And All of it. my friends listened to like one episode, and they were like, I can't listen to you anymore. I came into work on, I think it was Tuesday, and she goes... So I've been listening to you talk all morning. And I was like, that's a really creepy thing to say. What are you talking about? She's like, oh, I've been listening to your podcast all morning. And I was like, oh, please tell me you didn't start at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, nope, I started at yesterday's episode. 
Well, hi, Jesse. Anyway. That doesn't make you want to sing the song from Disney Channel? Well, what song? Hey, Jesse. What? How's it go? I'm not singing it. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 11. Do good. Class dismissed.